Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and we are doing another word of encouragement for you here in Agape Love, Love is Here Zoom studio. We want to give Pixabay, which is a wonderful ministry who has provided freely this video, this motion video for me to use to help you see into the realm of the spirit. And we're beginning word of encouragement number 43. We are actually in the year 2022. This is number 17 of 2022. We are moving along. Hopefully, I will be able to get you a word of encouragement for each week. 52 of them. And I'm in number 17. And I'm trying to move right along for you. Because boy, do we all need lots and lots of words of encouragement. So this word of encouragement is entitled, How Long? Will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Ooh. Nobody likes to be judged. Nobody really likes to judge, but we all do it. And this is based on Psalms 82 2 and Deuteronomy. 1, 16 through 70. And another one, Leviticus 24, 22. And then John 7, 24. And Deuteronomy again, 1, 16 through 17. We're going to be working through the word of God to help us. Because do we need help? And what do we always do with Pastor Deborah? Yes, you back there. What? Pray. That's right. Would you like to open it up with prayer? You would. Well, you go right ahead and I'll bow my head. When you're finished, I'll close us out. was short, but that was a good one. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you desiring to learn and grow in your words of spirit and life. Father, our spirit needs your milk, your meat of the word, the wine, the bread of life, and then the waters of life itself. We need so much help from you through your Holy Spirit, through your word that was sent to us called Christ, the son of the living God. Help us, Father. Boy, we need everything you can help us with. Help us to understand these scriptures, your word that you have written to us and are coming to us now. Oh, many people think they're ancient, but no, 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 no. Your words are always living. And they are for our spirit, so that we may know you in spirit and in truth as you desire. So help us in the name of Christ Jesus, through your Holy Spirit, our teacher, and through your word of God. Amen. All right. Title again. What? 
How long will you judge unjustly? You don't do that, do you? You don't look at people and make a judgment on them, do you? Yes, you do. Everybody does. Well, I want to ask you, what are you judging? What are you using to judge them with? Jesus used to look at people and say, you guys are living in darkness and ignorance of truth, spiritual truth. And you're just doing what ignorant people without truth do. That's the soul and the spirit. So he had to look deep with his spiritual eyes and hear with his spiritual ears the real you, the forever you. So let's listen to some words of God and to help us understand if we are unjustly judging people and we are accepting persons of the wicked. Deuteronomy 1, 7, 16 through 17. Verse 16. And I, this is written by Moses, charge your judges. God is telling Moses at that time, saying, hear the causes between your brethren and judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is within him. Now, this has many meanings. We'll go slow. Hear the causes between your brethren and judge righteously. That can mean between a person and a person. Well, you know, inside some people, they got what we call multiplicity. They have a multitude of persons. They also call it disassociation. There are many who are one, but yet it's one soul who's many. They've gotten fragmented. So does he mean among all those that are inside of one person? Many people who've been abused say they have an inner child. Mm -hmm. There's a little person still in there. Is that what he's talking about? That part of us? Or is he talking about me and you in the natural world? Could be, probably is. And in the soul. Then he's also talking about that between the spirit and the soul, there needs to be a judgment. For they are two different entities. But until you have a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual experience, they are one. They are married, yet different. They're of different substance. They're different. They walk in different worlds and live, but they're one. So he is saying, here are the causes between these spirit and soul. They're brethren, but they are different. And judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is within him. The spirit is a stranger within the soul. The soul is a stranger to the spirit. If somebody does not believe the way you do in this God of this Bible of Moses, 
He's saying you need to righteously judge. Mm -hmm. Because we got some issues that come up. Boy, do we. Around the world, there's issues, even among same religions. Yeah. Factions fighting for control of one religion. We had that in our own. In Christianity, we had the Catholics versus the Protestants. And then in the Protestants, we had broken off into many factions and diversities. Yeah. And even in the Catholic Church, there are conservative Catholics, traditional Catholics, Orthodox Catholics. Religion is a powerful system, but it's broken and fractured. That's right. And we're all strangers to each other when we're in different fractions, different divisions. Do you know that even within Christianity, there's divisions? Some people say women are not to be teaching men. Other people say only after you've gone to Bible school. Some say this, some say that. It's a mess. So who do you believe? How do you judge them? How do you know what's right? I'm just asking. Now let's go to Leviticus. Leviticus was written for the priests, those who would be, say, the rulers of the religion, the faith, to the people. They were to live a different kind of life. They owned no land. They were the ones that worked in the temple, did the sacrifices. Their whole life was dedicated to serving God on behalf of the people. They didn't grow anything. They didn't have any farms. They weren't producing clothes. They didn't own any cattle or sheep or goats. They were dependent on other people to bring that food and clothing to them. Their job was to keep the temple clean, to be in study and prayer to this God, keep everything clean so the people could come. They would receive the people and their sacrifices. They were busy people, but they lived a different life. So Leviticus 24, 22. And it says, you shall have one manner of law. Okay, that sounds good. As well as for the stranger. And as for the one that is over your country, they shall be the same. For I am the Lord, your God. In some religions, they have that. They have a religious law that rules their country. In others, when you got into democracy and into other forms of government, communism, authoritativism, socialism, God of the Bible is nowhere to be found. They might state and some of their documents that this is a that nation is of that god but they didn't specify which god did you know that there are as a god of this world this earthly natural world oh he's a spiritual being his name is satan who used to be lucifer he got cast out of the kingdom of heaven by the one and true and only God. He got sent down here and we got to deal with him. Yeah. 
and he set himself up. He took over everything that God wanted. And he is trying to rule and reign people, things, nature, and have his kingdom. And he's trying to show God, I can do what you can do, and I can do it better. Just watch me. I'll rule and reign that natural planet, the spirit world around it, just like you want it to. And you can't come in and stop me because you put me here. So he is saying here that you shall have one manner of law for the stranger and for the one of your own. So if you go into another nation, they have laws. You're supposed to abide by them. But if you have a different faith or religion, you go, well, that's not my law. My law is dictated by my religion, and I am to have freedom of religion to do what I want. So if I can take a eight-year-old child, and I'm a 55-year-old man, and I can marry her legally and have sex with her from behind until she's of age, that's our law. And I don't care if I live in your country or another country. I follow my religious laws of my God and prophet. Your laws mean nothing to me. So we have a big mess in the world. Now let's go to John 7.24. These were red words. It means Christ Jesus spoke them himself. He says, judge not people according to their appearance. That would follow the laws of evolution. Don't look at a person because of their, their sex. Not what they claim or feel like. But what their biological DNA created them to be in the womb. Male or female. Man or woman. Don't look at that. Don't look at their skin color. Don't look at their culture. Don't look at their faith, their religion, their traditions, where they were born, their home country. Don't look at any of that, this Christ Jesus is saying. That is their outward appearance. Don't look at that, he says, to judge them. Don't look at their height or their weight, their nationality. The skills they have, what suburbs they live in, whether they live in, are homeless or not homeless. Don't look at any of that, he says. He says, but judge in righteous judgment. What does he mean? How can I judge somebody if I don't look at their outside appearance? Maybe what political party they are a member of or their past deeds they've done. He says, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to look with your spiritual eyes at their spirit. You're going to look and see the condition of their spirit. You can look on the outward side, but even God didn't do that when he picked a little boy who was a shepherd named David. Solomon was shocked, not Solomon. Samuel was shocked when he was picked to replace King Saul. King Saul was a tall, dark, and handsome sort of guy speaking. And this was a little ruddy boy out with the sheep, smelled like a sheep. He was, probably was a young preteen. 
And God says, yeah, but I picked him. He's got a heart like me. He's coming after me. His heart's trying to be in relationship with me. He loves me. He's going after me. So even the prophet Samuel was shocked because God says, I don't look on a person on their physical appearance on the outside, who their family was, where they're from, how tall they are, what they look like. I don't look on that. Charles Darwin does. A lot of people look at, oh, you got the right nose size. You got the right eye color, the right hair color. Oh, you're pure genetic. You are the righteous race. You are the masters of the world to be because you come from the right DNA and genetics. Says, I don't do that. I look on your heart. I look on your soul and your spirit. I look there where nobody can see. So we are learning that Christ Jesus is saying, don't judge by outward appearances. You look with righteous judgment somewhere else. Now let's go back to Deuteronomy 1, 16 through 17. Verse 17, God is still talking to us here through Moses. You shall not respect persons in judgment, but you shall hear the small ones, the poor ones, the ones who have no money, the homeless, the abused, the victims, as well as the great. You shall not be afraid of the face of man. Many, many people developed sort of communities, families, and they protect their own. We are learning now that there are what they call the shadow group, the deep state that uses media, that uses this to protect those that were the leaders or are the leaders. Mm -hmm. He's saying, don't do that. Don't be one of those. Who protects the victims if they've been abused by a powerful person? It all seems like the powerful person has all the protection and the law is on their side, not the victim. Some political leaders protect Illegal people, unrighteous people, wicked people. Mm -hmm. They have respecter of persons as judges. We just had a case here where a young man sexually abused young teenagers. And the judge just felt that not going to prison was not going to help him. He had a respect of person. This was an older judge. He was retiring. The victims and their families and advocates were appalled. He was just going to get probation. We see other people weaponizing the government departments against dissenters. They are judging parents to be terrorists. And God is saying, don't do that. You're having respecters of persons. You are judging unrighteously. You are using the government power against people. Just don't do that. So he is saying that when you're a judge, 
a leader, politician, business owner, mother, father. Don't be afraid of the fear of man and the face of man and his words on Twitter or social media or LinkedIn. Don't do that. Don't be afraid of it. They're showing their colors. They're showing their soul. They're showing their evil and wicked spirit. And they're showing who they're serving. Oh, they'll put a gloss over it and say that they are just trying to be loving to everybody while they're attacking. Mm -hmm. So a judge is a special person. And he is saying you cannot look with your natural eyes to know what is really going on. He is saying when you do that, you are judging by wrong standards. He says, God is the judge spiritually. He looks at their spirit like King David when he was yet a boy. And God judges the heart, the thoughts, the concepts. He looks at the soul and sees why does it think this way? He looks at the spirit. He hears the spirit. He sees what's going on. And it and we're told that God, his cause is to look there. So when you are a judge, you must look through the eyes of God. And it's not too hard to do once you learn how to do it. And he says, if the case is too hard for you, bring it to me, the Lord says, and I will hear it. I've done that. I've taken people who are so evil and wicked to the Lord. I look at their spirit and I see it's nothing but blackness. Even though they go to church, they pray, they bin and say they believe in the God of the Bible, but their deeds were wicked. They really weren't serving the God of the Bible. They were serving the God of this world, Satan trying to build a one world government for him to bring forth his antichrist. So I took them to the Lord. I was angry with them and I couldn't judge them righteously. Couldn't even pray for them. So I had to take them to the Lord to be judged. And we went into the courtroom in the realm of the spirit up in heaven. And God looked at their spirit and judged them. And the reason I did this was because judgment is going to come to all of us spiritually. We will stand before the king of the universe and he will judge our lives, our thoughts, our deeds, why we did what we did, why we treated people the way we did. What was our motives, our desires, were we lusting? We will be judged. He has books and videos. Every deed, every thought is written down. The evidence will not be destroyed and there will be nobody there to defend us. And I didn't want this person to be humiliated and their deeds, which were evil and wicked, to show up. They would be dishonored. They would be sent into outer darkness, separated from this loving king and his kingdom. God would be humiliated by this person. His glory would be tarnished and people would be laughing that this person was so powerful. God could not help them. And it, made, it would make God look weak. 
So I wanted him to judge this person now. Apply the punishment if they were guilty. Now, so on the day of death and when they are judged, all the deeds will have been thrown away into the sea of forgetfulness. And they would be but a baby, a child, with very little on his book and evidence. So they did. I took the person there. God judged them, found them guilty. And brought punishment to them. Oh, and the punishment is all sorts of different ways. This particular person, what it wanted, it did not get. What it had fought for and desired its whole life, it did not get. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. And then did the shadow government, the deep state, go to work in retaliation for this person not getting what they had desired and fought for it and wanted their whole life. Judgment occurred. Denial was given. But I know on the day of judgment, this person, their spirit will not be judged harshly. So that is what you have to learn. You have to learn to be a judge. You have to learn how to judge. You have to learn not to look at people in the flesh. I've had to love some of the worst people human traffickers, multi-generational Satanists, people that kill and eat babies, politicians, leaders, royalty, people who were born into deep darkness and witchcraft and the occult, child abusers, people that put on a good front. I've had to love them no matter what they do to me, what they say. I've been shot at almost stabbed in my own home by people I'm trying to help and love. I had to look past what their physical body was doing, what their words, their mouth was saying, and see who was spiritually there. I had to know their spirits. I had to know if they were fractured and disassociated, filled with many, but one. One who was many. I had to learn about the fear that they had, the abuse, the trauma that occurred to them. I had to know if they had little children in their inner child. I had to know in order to judge righteously and to love as this God loves. I had to look with his eyes. I had to hear with his ears. I had to see their spirits as he sees them. And that took some work and time, but you can do it then you'll be a righteous judge. Okay, that is your word of encouragement. Become like him. Look with his eyes. Hear with his ears. Judge with his laws of righteousness. And if you can't do that right now, he'll help you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, if anyone here desires to be a righteous judge, as you are, and as you have taught me, Pastor Deborah, to look with the eyes of your spirit, the eyes of your heart at human spirits, not on the outside, but on the inside, in the realm of the spirit. If they can't do that yet, help them to learn how to do it and forgive them for judging unrighteously by looking on the outside and looking to see which master they are truly serving, the God of this world, Satan or you. Help them, Father, 
so they will know why people do what they do. And when they're brought to them to judge them, that they will judge as Christ Jesus did with the heart of love, forgiveness, mercy, and peace. They will look with your eyes at their spirit and they will see what you see. And it will break their heart as it always does yours. Help us, Father. Help them to become a righteous judge like your son, your word, and you are through the Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you again next week in words of encouragement for you. Love. Bye-bye.